0: This is Season 5 of Flute Unscripted. Hi, I'm your host, Katie Massad, and I sit down with a new artist every week and share their stories with you. This podcast is brought to you by Flute Center of New York, the marketplace for flutes. Join us, subscribe, rate, and review us. Use this podcast promo code LISTEN for some special perks. Get $50 off any flute or accessory purchase of 4 dollars or more and 10% off any sheet music order, including free shipping on all orders over $50. Once again, that's code LISTEN. she won the audition for second flute in the New York Philharmonic in 2012, Yubin Sun became the first ever Korean to join the woodwind section. Getting to know more about Yubin and learning about her start on the flute, it ultimately didn't seem so surprising that this highly motivated, dedicated, and persistent flutist would someday become a member of the New York Phil. Yubin took a leap of faith and followed her dream to play in a top U.S. orchestra when she moved from Korea to Florida at a young age. She lived with extended family, attended public middle school, and then set her sights on the East Coast, where she attended Juilliard Pre-College, Curtis, Yale, and Manhattan School of Music. Leading up to her big New York Phil win, Yubin had found audition success, serving as principal flute of the Mostly Mozart Festival Orchestra and New Haven Symphony Orchestra. Yubin, thanks for coming on to our podcast today. It's a pleasure having you. Oh, my
1: pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. Of
0: course. Um, You are a native of Seoul, Korea, the first Korean to um, join the woodwind section in the New York Phil when you won that position with them. Um, I know your community back home is really, really proud of you, and it's a kind of a big deal. Um, <laughs> was that something that ever registered with you when you were auditioning or when you're in the finals or even after it happened, or was it something kind of after the fact that hit you? And then is there pressure to live up to everyone's expectations of you?
1: Well. Yeah, no, I didn't think about the fact that I'm the like first Korean to join before the audition, of course. Yeah. And I think after I joined, um, like this newspaper um, from Korea called me and asked for an interview. And I was like, how did you even know about <laughs> this? And that's when I started to feel... And of course, after the article yeah. went out, I got calls from all the orchestras in right. Korea to... Yeah, asked me to play concertos with them. So actually, like first two years, it was kind of crazy. Like some, some days, like I would have a week off, but then I had a concert on Tuesday, and I would fly to Korea with like one a.m. flight next day, and like play a concerto with them the next day, and then come back. Yeah, so first two years was kind of crazy. Um, So that's yeah, when I felt like wow, they. They are proud of me, and I I felt honored (laughs) that they, yeah, they do think highly of this accomplishment. And yes, there is a positive pressure um, to live up to the expectation, (laughs) but not just because I'm the only Korean in the woodwind section, but just in general, I think when I show up to a rehearsal or concert, just everyone in the orchestra, they're at the top of their level. Mm -hmm. And yes, of course, then I want to contribute everything I have. As well, so yeah, it's a positive pressure. What do
0: you think you contribute uh, individually? What do you think makes you a really perfect match with the Phil?
1: Well, every orchestra is a little bit different from each other, and I think our forte is really playing out, basically. And it also depends on what kind of hall you have. That's Mm -hmm. what cultivates the orchestra sound, um, ultimately, and we don't have the best acoustics in our hall, so we really have to kind of um, try harder to make the best sound and projecting sound possible. Mm -hmm. And yeah, in that way, I think I can contribute. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys getting a new hall soon? Well, they're doing a renovation. Yeah. Yeah, from I think summer of 2022 or something like that. So it's not gonna be a whole new makeover, but it'll be
0: hopefully Mm. improved acoustics at least yeah an improvement (laughs)
1: um
0: I thought it was really funny when I was reading more about you that um you said that you actually were introduced to the flute through your mom because she started oh yeah and then she thought it'd be good to like keep her fit because of the breathing exercises (laughs) which is really funny I'm not sure if it's scientifically proven (laughs) but yeah (laughs) and when it didn't work out for um she kind of lost interest and you picked it up.
1: Yeah. Um, Actually, she got dizzy.
0: <laughs> she got dizzy from <laughs> After, all the breathing. Like, yeah, one yeah. hour.
1: And she was like, oh, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Then you took over. Yes. Um, so then you took over and you were just very dedicated and passionate from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that your dedication came from so oh, early on?
1: It was really fun <laughs> to just play. Even I remember like when we played recorders at school or this like Korean... Uh, traditional recorders at school I remember really liking it and when like other students couldn't make sound of this like Korean traditional flute teacher would say oh just bring it to you (laughs) and she'll she'll make it work so I think I liked the like how we make the sound with air Mm -hmm. already and then flute was I mean yeah it just kept my attention for much longer I was studying piano before oh okay and I remember Not really liking it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't really want to play the piano so much. But then when I picked up the flute, I immediately wanted to play more and more, so... Yeah, I also could tell my mom, oh, I will play the flute instead of the piano. There you <laughs> so, <go. laughs> yeah, you that was another piano. good Yeah, Yeah, excuse. I can kind of relate. I started on piano too, and it's uh,
0: very different. It was really hard so. for me, and
1: I think the flute was... All these, I think, technical studies that you have to oh, do, yeah. which is important, yeah. but kind of, yeah. But yeah. for flute, somehow, it was a lot more fun. Yeah.
0: Right, you enjoyed it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Do you think that your grandfather had
0: any influence on you too? He was a musician, and yeah. he had a study career and then kind of gave it up to pursue composing and yeah um, and you lived with him for a little while when you were younger right
1: yes yeah I lived with him until I was ten ten years old or so so yeah he was a banker before <laughs> and then he suddenly gave up yes his career and then uh, started to be a singer-song writer and then he Well, thankfully succeeded. He was very popular in the 50s and 60s. And I think even this like French singer brought his song to France and sang it in French. So, yeah, very successful. And I remember when we were living together, he had his own uh, studio and always like singing with uh, his guitar and composing. And I mean, I I could go in and listen to him and admire how he's enjoying what he does. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure that definitely had an influence on me.
0: But where did all of, like, the dedication for six hours of practicing mm-hmm. when you're in elementary school, mm-hmm. where does that come from? Did your parents ever have to tell you?
1: Actually, they were
0: actually worried <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that I was, like, so serious about yeah. something that early on. So, no, it wasn't, I don't think, my parents' influence. But actually, I had many friends at the time who were, also interested in music and we were all wanting to go to this uh, specific and best like music middle school in seoul and we had to take an entrance audition Mm -hmm. when we were in sixth grade so i think we just all went through it together like practicing and inspiring each other yeah and it was kind of a big trend in Korea at the time, in 90s, early 90s, like classical music boom. Mm-hmm. I guess like Sarah Chang was so big and there was Yo-Yo Ma, I guess like yeah. and all these famous like classical musicians. Um, so yeah, it was a big trend for everyone to play classical music at the time and with my friend's interest also, it just naturally happened. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like your peers were really the yeah, ones driving I you in a way. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you notice a big difference then when you moved to the United States? You moved to Florida with your um, your aunt and her family. And yeah. the education system, going from all your peers being very musically oriented to yeah. them being in like a public middle school.
1: It was, yeah, it was very different. <laughs> and I think, well, that one year in Florida was also different than when I moved to New Jersey next sure. year. Um, yeah, the New Jersey, and I also went to Julia Pre-College. So that right. was kind of like continuation of that like competitiveness and Mm -hmm. yeah, music oriented, like work oriented environment. But Florida, yeah, it was definitely a lot more relaxing environment. (laughs) I remember just like hopping into a swimming pool right after coming back from school with my cousins and just eating oranges. (laughs) So it was really, really great year, I have to say, and I felt comfortable like learning English there. So I think it was a great transition for me, and I remember the band teacher at the school was, like, blown away. (laughs) Right, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I got featured as a soloist playing, like, Carnival of the Animals (laughs) with the band there, and I also had an experience going to uh, play at the football field in the (laughs) band. Which is so, very different. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. I mean, very different, but, but yeah, fun experience yeah. for me. So, yeah, I'm glad I got to do that.
0: <laughs> you can tell Yubin still has fun every day, playing the orchestral repertoire that really moves her as a musician. She balances out her demanding, albeit successful career with free time with friends and family, traveling, eating, and hanging out with her husband and dog. Because she honed her technique with such precision early on, Yubin could shift her focus to finding expression and connecting to the score. For Yubin, this happens both in and out of rehearsals. She's an alert and sensitive player, always prepared and ready to step in at a moment's notice for the principal flutist. She shared more about her job in her interview, and I learned about the specifics of her audition day. Everything from the music on her playlist to the stockpile of snacks she had at the ready to fuel her on her grueling day. You make the transition from Korea to the United States sound pretty seamless, especially since you moved with family and then you went to the East Coast. Was there ever a tempting moment, though, where I know you're very focused and very career-driven, but did you ever think, "Uh, I just want to just stop and go back home and I miss my family? and? Is this all worth it?
1: Right. I think first few years after I moved to New Jersey and started Juilliard pre-college, like the academics got much harder suddenly. Yeah. Maybe it was the school also. Um, and yeah, it was a little more difficult. So I remember counting the days until the summer break so I can go home oh. and visit my friends and family. And even though my parents were visiting frequently, still it's big change. It's hard, and you're young yeah. too. Yeah. So I rem- remember really counting the days, but then I don't know. After a few years, it sh- it started to shift. So more and more, I feel like I also belonged here yeah. as well as Korea. And then I would have to say, maybe after my Curtis years, I really wanted to actually stay. And live here and play in one of the great orchestras here. Yeah. Wanted to experience that.
0: And how did you know that orchestral playing was kind of a, a big dream of yours versus doing the
1: solo career route? Um, I would have to thank Curtis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. When we were there, orchestra was such a, like, priority of our education and everyone was so involved and dedicated to orchestras. And um, I remember I showed up to a rehearsal and like first rehearsal at the school. And these kids, like 16, 17 year seventeen-year-olds, violinists who could be a famous soloist by themselves, they probably were already. <laughs> and sitting at the back of the violin section, looking at the score and like really intently listening to the conductor and just giving everything all in. And you can only imagine like, the sound that yeah. it's made from these like young passionate musicians. So there, I really developed my love for orchestra playing, and yeah, for solo versus orchestra playing. Sure, we do have great some of the great repertoires in flute solo uh, music, but it's not comparable to yeah. symphonic repertoire. I love playing Brahms, Schumann. Yeah. Mendelssohn, Mahler, Bruckner, Strauss, I can just yeah. go on and on. So to play these symphony repertoires, I think that's what really made me want to play in orchestras mm-hmm. more. Yeah, Because
0: you do a lot of um, solo playing as well. Yeah. You were talking about when you were going back to Korea right. a lot. Do you do a lot still or is it kind of tapered off?
1: Mm, I mean, not as crazy as yeah, first, when you started. <laughs> first few years. Um, I don't think I can physically <laughs> do that anymore as I'm getting older also. Um, but... It's it's a good balance now yeah. I think. Yeah. Couple times a year I do solo performances and also chamber music I love. Yeah. Chamber do you feel like it gives, uh,
0: brings like freshness to your playing yes. and kind of mixes yeah, it up Yeah, I can bit.
1: focus a little more yeah. on my own things, not just worrying about blending and you know. Yes, so yeah. It is different and I think it's good to try to do everything basically mm-hmm. and really put yourself out there. Yeah.
0: Speaking of blending, do you feel like you uh, naturally blended in with the group since you were studying with Robert um, for a little while before winning the audition? Do you feel like it was just a really easy fit?
1: I think so. Yeah, Yeah, I'd like to think at least that Robert and I share naturally similar style of playing, especially since I studied with him for two years before joining the orchestra. Um, So, yeah, thankfully, I didn't feel like I had to adjust my playing so much. Um, from before yeah. and also it depends on how principal player wants the second player to sound mm-hmm. and robert wants second player to be quite strong so yeah it's I and mean, he has very naturally projecting sounds so he cannot right. be drowned <laughs> anyway so that must
0: be nice too so that yeah you're not, you're i can feeling really like you're always play being, out yeah. also
1: and yeah be supportive but also leading at the same time. Yeah. I think that's kind of important for second players. If you try to just follow all the time, you you will be late.
0: Mm-hmm. Like even if it's
1: a like nanosecond, like if you're only following. So you definitely have to be supportive, but also leading at the same time. So it's a fine balance. It's a tricky balance. Yeah, yeah it's hard
0: to do. You were yeah. principal flute um in New Haven, yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um before the fill. So What big differences have you noticed going from being a principal player to a second flutist? What are the the pros and the cons?
1: Well, um, most of the second uh, flutes parts are of course, like supporting and harmonizing the first flutes um, melody. So you do have to be more sensitive about that. You don't want to overpower. And Mm. sometimes you do actually have to be more um than other wind parts of the section, so you just have to be more alert and change the balance uh quickly, yeah uh, depending on what you play um but I mean i I don't think it's it was a big shift. I mean you even as a principal player, you still have to. And then play chamber music with other parts. So, yeah. Also, depending on the like composer or specific piece, the role changes all the time. Sure. So I think no matter if you're playing principal or second or whichever part it is, you just have to be alert and sensitive. So, do you
0: I'm, actually, it makes me a little curious. Do you think yeah. then it is very appropriate at auditions? Because um, sometimes when you have a principal audition or you have a second flute audition, even on the second flute audition, you have a lot of principal rep that you have to prepare and play. So I would take it, you think it's very appropriate that you need to know how to master that repertoire and um, take on that role. If you, Oh, yes,
1: definitely. I mean, even I had to play a lot of principal playing in the Philharmonic after joining. And that was not in the job description. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I did it, of course, enjoying it and... Yeah, you just never know when you have to step in. Yeah, I had to step in for Robert's uh, Bartok Concerto for Orchestra. Oh, wow. Yeah, to, with a day and a half notice. And so, <laughs> yeah, it, things yeah. do happen. Right. And yeah, you just have to be ready for everything. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: in addition to being really passionate about music, um, I have to admit I did a little Instagram stalking of you no. and I noticed that you're very passionate about traveling oh, yes. which you get to do a lot with the fill um, yeah. and that with food and, and cultures and experiencing the world do you mm-hmm. think that you've got you I would say you probably have put in your time now mm-hmm. like built up the hours of mm-hmm. all of your practicing that mm-hmm. you can enjoy things mm-hmm. a little bit more now um, but do you think that that has enhanced your playing being able to experience different things outside of a practice room?
1: Oh absolutely I mean music is about expression so technique is just one of the tools I would say to express yourself through music so yes of course it's important to develop your techniques at the right time right time at right age and in a right way but Mm -hmm. I think it's Equally important to experience everything out there. Yeah. Yeah. Food, mo- emotions, not just positive <laughs> yeah. emotions, yeah. but yeah. like heartbreak, you know, yeah. like losing something, somebody, everything. I think it adds to your depth of expression. So, yes, just get yourself out there and experience <laughs> everything, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so, I wanted to talk a little
0: bit about the audition mm-hmm. and your audition day at the mm-hmm. Phil. Um, you talked about it being like one of the most arduous, grueling days you've been through and you had lots of snacks prepared and <laughs> you had a, a early morning and a, a late night. Um, what did you... I'm curious what you kind of did in the in-betweens. Do, are you one of those people that you like to just stay quiet, not really talk to anybody, stay in the zone? Or do you like to take your mind off with watching a show or listening to music or reading a book?
1: Yeah, I think I passed most time by listening to music i mean what was on the audition oh <laughs> list. really listening to your audition <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was in my like iphone right, your playlist at the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah because we each got assigned a separate room so it was we weren't really like chatting away and i don't think i would have done that anyway just right. to let myself focus more um but yeah just be ready to stay inside the hall for a long time if you're yeah. taking an audition. It's yeah, I didn't expect that to happen, like be being raiding for like seven or eight hours, but um I'm glad, yeah. I, I had some emergency, like I don't remember, like banana or granola bar. <laughs> like yeah. something to at least like sustain me through a few right. a few more hours. So yeah, that's I'm very thankful for that. And yeah, I think playing so much Right before you go on stage is also dangerous. It's different for everyone. But I didn't want to exhaust myself. I wanted to stay fresh when I Mm -hmm. went on stage. So, yeah, I didn't, I don't think, play like so many hours. But just, yeah, uh, listen to it, to the music and try to calm myself.
0: And how do you calm yourself or battle the nerves when it's such a long stretch? I feel like that is... Uh, yeah, it takes endurance on its own. It's easier right. to do that in tinier chunks to calm yourself. But
1: I I, I think maybe some breathing exercises. Yeah. <laughs> um, and luckily, I don't, I mean, I think I feel more calm actually when I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm more nervous before, yeah. but when I'm on stage, yeah, it's, I'm able to focus a little more. So that way I'm very lucky and I don't get too much like physical symptoms of sure. nervousness. Uh, But I think generally, like, breathing, deep breathing exercise definitely helps.
0: Um, Something else that I think a lot of people don't talk about is getting tenure, Mm -hmm. um, which is you got in 2015.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So it's really hard enough to get the job on audition day and then pass a trial and then get the offer. Um, But then you have to get tenure. Did you feel when you finally got that, like, a sigh of relief? Were you a little bit on edge for the concerts and seasons before that?
1: Um. Yes and no. I mean, I tried not to think about it every day. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. If I did that, I drive would yourself have. crazy. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So I just tried to be a good colleague and you know be the best musician I can. Mm-hmm. Um. Until then, but I did feel a relief <laughs> when I yes when I got my tenure because yeah, you just never know. I yeah. guess all these different. Aspects can come into effect. Sure. So, what does yes. that
0: mean to you when you say be a good
1: colleague? What is. Oh, just do your part, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prepare yourself and have a nice conversation with your colleagues and share um, your feelings during the rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. So, I just... feel like it's
0: a little bit of a balance, too, though, because um, you want to interact and share how you're feeling. Both, just personally, like chit chatting, and also about right. the music, um, right. kind of contribute your own thoughts, yes, exactly. uh, but you don't want to overstep yes. either. So,
1: but that goes on for even after even junior. after <laughs> Junior. That's true. It's, very good. Point. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, <laughs> I mean, it's. I love playing in the orchestra because I I'm a very social person in nature, and I love playing with all these different people, but it goes on for years and years. Yeah. So you can't imagine like playing with same people for that long of a time. So yeah, just just know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you
0: get to know each other very well, yes, I'm sure. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Speaking of 2015 being, you know, the year you got tenure, it's a big year for you. You also had a lot of your concerto performances then leading up to your wedding also. Mm -hmm. Um, You got married to cellist and conductor Earl Lee. Mm -hmm. Um, So it seems to all, you know, you have it all. You're (laughs) married, wonderful job, very happy. Um, Do you think there are some struggles, though, to being married to a professional musician? Um, It's hard to be in the same city, first of all. That's really tricky. And then schedules and syncing up. Mm-hmm. you know, your lifestyles.
1: Right. I mean, I get, I'm sure there are pros and cons of every, every marriage or yeah, every yeah. relationship. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my husband now works for Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra as an associate conductor. And before that, he was in Toronto Symphony Orchestra for three and a half seasons. So yeah, we've only had long distance marriage right. yeah, since we got married. So yes, it's definitely challenging in its own ways. But we we try to think of it as a good thing like we can focus more on our work and ourselves when we're apart and we cherish the time together more when we're together Um, and we also coordinate before the season starts Uh, we go through our calendar together and try to alternate actually our weeks off throughout the season Mm -hmm. so we can maximize our time together so that we don't go on like too long right um at least like two or three weeks you know without seeing each other so it's yeah we have to balance and sometimes like sacrifice things like I, sometimes I have to say no to um other engagements because sure like, I wouldn't see my husband for too long and things like that but I think we're making it work well I think that's, so far yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: I think that's yeah. good healthy advice too though is that um it's okay when you've gotten to a certain point to yeah. Have to juggle things, or maybe turn some things down, yeah. Um, because personal relationships are also important, right. like you were saying before, in, in making up um, who you are as a person and 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 everything. But that's
1: it, true. It's important. Yeah. You've got to prioritize. Exactly. Some things, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Can't always be career yeah, exactly. first. Okay. Um You stayed very positive, very disciplined, very patient through your whole career, starting from an, a young age, uh, you always had this goal in mind. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have moments of um, what if, you know, it doesn't work out? What am I going to do? How am I going to support myself? It seems like it has seamlessly moved from school into career. And so mm-hmm. things have landed p- pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would happen if you didn't get a job About you know, once you graduated from school or... Oh. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I guess I was very hopeful. I didn't really think about that, but I mean, I I can tell you that this was not my first audition. You know, right, there are right. many. Yeah, so it is difficult to <laughs> land a job, of course, in orchestras. But um, I I don't know. I I can't imagine. Doing something else than playing the flute. <laughs> I don't think I can do anything else.
0: <laughs> it's almost like you had blinders on. Like you're yeah, just focused on one thing and you're going to get there no matter yeah, what. Yeah,
1: I feel very lucky that it, it did work out. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Um, so I'm curious what musicians throughout your career, throughout when you were training and practicing at a young age, who were some of your idols? What kind of sound were you striving after? And um, who's someone today? Maybe someone up and coming or a peer today that you really admire?
1: um justin flutist so or- no no anyone actually yeah. i think when i was studying i listened to all the instruments like i would go to like violin master classes or piano master classes and hmm. learn so much like of the musical things and i would get coachings from other faculties um when i was at school so That's i think it's yeah, yeah i think it's important to of course, flute playing and fluting, you know, surrounded by flutists are also important, but other instruments, um, interacting with other instrumentalists and oh, getting inspirations from them is equally important. Um, but speaking of flutists these days, I was just mentioning to Phil um, this guy from Munich, Paolo Tabbiglioni, I had the opportunity to play with him. Um, few years back in korea for flute festival and i was really blown away by his playing and i didn't know who he was <laughs> until then and i couldn't believe it so yeah he's i would say uh, my favorite flutist at the time and oh another korean guy who has same name as me mm-hmm. you Bin <laughs> do you know about him he's he's young he's maybe in his early 20s i think he plays a orchestra in berlin now and oh, okay. he won multiple i think he won prague you might want to check on <laughs> um i'll fact check you yes. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, some, yeah so yeah i was also really impressed with his playing as well so i mean there are plenty of musicians yeah, that you yeah. can get inspirations from every yeah different ages and countries and everywhere so yeah and also to see soloists who come to play with us it's very yeah, true yeah, yeah you have a lot of
0: really spectacular people that, yeah. that you play with so it's
1: very inspiring what's yeah.
0: been like a highlight concert for you
1: when we played Bruckner 9th Symphony um, Dudamel was supposed to conduct but he had to cancel because of illness and Manfred Honek stepped in and did the same repertoire Bruckner Ninth, and it was so amazing and I think it's was also his personal connection to Bruckner being Mm -hmm. Viennese and also uh, sincere Catholic. So it just felt something really special. Um, I think not just um, the program, but how you personally connect with the piece itself, it also makes a difference and how conductors can make... A big difference mm-hmm. depending on repertoire. That, yeah, so that concert was one of the most memorable concerts. And also Shostakovich 11 Symphony with Bitchkov. And also, I always enjoy working with Eza Pekka Salonen. Yeah. I think he also brings very special um, concerts every time he's here. Um, one I can remember right now is a Firebird Suite, entire Firebird. Mm-hmm. L.A. Suite, that was amazing. And also Urofsky with Daphne's and Chloe. Um, and when we played Stravinsky, Rite of Spring with Yap, our music director, mm-hmm. that, and we went on tour with that, that was also, yeah, really special.
0: Do you have any advice for the newest member that just joined, Alison Fierce, oh, so we she's... just spoke with her last week. Any uh, um, words of wisdom, Out because it wasn't that long ago that you were the newest member and kind of right. coming into the ranks? <laughs> well, it was low level, but <laughs> eight years ago. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, she's she's doing very well, yeah. and yeah, she's probably one of the youngest members of the orchestra, but time will fly, Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, just enjoy enjoy this time, I would say, and mm-hmm um playing everything for the first time that is a fir- yeah, very special yeah. feeling so that's true don't forget yeah. <laughs> those days i would say yeah.
0: that's all the time that we have for today thanks so much you been for coming in and oh, it's been great you. getting to know you thank
1: you for having me it was fun <laughs>
0: We hope Yubin certainly continues to savor each moment with the orchestra as she plays through some of her favorite repertoire and performs alongside her colleagues. Keep an eye out for her at the Phil, where you can hear her immaculate flute playing. Thank you, Yubin Sun. Pieces on this episode feature Carnival of the Animals, the Mozart Flute Concerto in G Major, and the Reinecke Flute Concerto. This has been an episode of Flute Unscripted. This podcast is sponsored by the Flute Center of New York. Visit our website at flutesforsale.com for the largest selection of new and pre-owned instruments. Remember to use this podcast promo code LISTEN for discounts on flutes and sheet music. Special thanks to our owner Phil Unger, the Flute Center team, and Stefan Haskoldsen for our theme music.